This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Here at the Food Bank Council, as you can imagine, food is very important to us. And it is why our network of professionals hold food safety as their highest value. I want you to take a moment and think about how centric, how valuable food is to our lives, physically, mentally, emotionally, developmentally, and culturally. I've traveled to many countries in my life, 128 thus far, and one thing I realized is how important food is when it comes to understanding other people. I learned Swahili while living in East Africa, and I did so not so much from a textbook or a classroom, but sitting in a village, listening, conversing in their language, playing soccer with the kids and fishing with the men. I learned about them and their culture. As we gathered for meals, food was an important part of that learning. Food is often the focal point for the major events in our lives. Moments like weddings, funerals are both made more memorable as we gather around food to celebrate or remember. We use it to honor our guests, celebrate milestones, and major events. We use food to communicate value. This year, just like the past 30, the Food Bank Council will kick off the Michigan Harvest Gathering. This event is different today than it was just a few years ago, but it is still vitally important to our mission. The Michigan Harvest Gathering gathers food and funds on a statewide level to support the work of the Food Bank Council of Michigan and our network of seven Feeding America food banks. You can learn more and help us in a variety of ways by going to feedmichigan.org. Our guest today is our newest partner in our long history of the Michigan Harvest Gathering and joins groups like Michigan Hospital Association, Consumers Energy, and Kroger. The Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association certainly understands the value food plays in our lives, families, and culture. Joining us today is Justin Winslow, the CEO of the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association, and together we have an important announcement that gives you a way to help restaurants across Michigan and support the Michigan Harvest Gathering. Join Jerry Brisson, me, and Justin Winslow in just a moment. Thanks for being with us. And as promised, Jerry, Justin Winslow joins us. He is the president and CEO for the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association. So I'm going to say welcome to both of you, Jerry Brisson and Justin Winslow. Welcome. Well, it's always good to be here with you, doctor. And uh, Justin, welcome. I mean, I I do get excited about our guests. You, you've got a great story to tell. We're doing some great work together, and I think we're going to have a fun time. So I will give you my welcome as well. Well, good morning, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be with both of you, Dr. Knight and Jerry. This is uh, it's a great opportunity for me. Uh, it's a great organization, which we as an organization at the MRLA try to partner with any and every time we are given uh, that opportunity. So thanks for having me on. 
Well, it is a great partnership. And, it, you know, it started with one of the highest values food banks have, and that's food safety. Um, you know, Jerry preaches this gospel constantly. The rest of the food bank CEOs do as well, that, that one of the highest values we have is we want to make sure that the food that goes into the community is absolutely kept at the, the right safety, follows the right safety procedures, kept at the right temperature, all those kinds of things. And that's a big part of that is education, and that comes from a program called uh, Safe Serve. And that's one that you and the MRLA has helped uh, all of our food banks um, receive that training and even can train the trainers. So, Justin, thanks for walking alongside of us with that program as well. Well, bless you for going right into a plug right out of the gate. I love it. Yeah, listen, Surf Safe is a huge part of what we do here at the Association uh, Education and Safety is uh, is number one and, and necessary, frankly, for this very public-facing industry to continue to thrive. No one wants to go to a restaurant that, that they, is perceived to be unsafe, and so we always make sure this education training is put forth and available to any and everyone, including our good friends at the food bank. Well, that's, I mean, we appreciate it, and we make sure every one of our people, as well as every one of our agencies, have food safety training. And I'll tell you, we just have an example right now, if you've seen the recall of the onions, right? The fresh uh, red onions, white onions, and yellow onions, there's a salmonella, a salmonella outbreak. It, it's, it's certain ones coming from a company in Mexico, but there's lots of them. They went to restaurants and to grocery stores so people have them at home so one of the things we have to do now is get on top of that and recall any onions that we've distributed and we distribute a lot of onions now i i mean you know it's uh it's but it's really important that we can do it and our commitment to the community is as soon as we get a recall we get everything back that day wow. we don't waste any time right but it's because the 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 health of the community is 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 one of the things we're trusted to help manage and so um so these things happen all the time it's not something people think about very often but we've got to have the technology and the record keeping and everything that we can make sure we get the word out to the people that got any of those onions and and we get all that back that's a really good point we work, we work with the department of ag to make sure that there's a a clean line and that we partner to make sure those uh we can get that information in the hands of restaurateurs as quickly as possible on our side as well. So it's a good point. I think it's particularly tragic, Jerry, because we are in the middle of chili season and to lose this many good onions is, is not good. Not good for the, the peak chili season. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, Justin, let's, uh, let's, let's start with you because uh, you've been the president and the CEO at the Michigan Lodging and Restaurant Association. And, um, and so I'm, I'm interested, and I think our listeners are interested to hear your story. So how did you come to this huge position of responsibility uh, that represents so many people and so many businesses, particularly small businesses? So tell us, tell us a little bit about your story. Sure, I, I appreciate that. I, uh, I'd been at the association, what was then the Michigan Restaurant Association, for over 10 years, in, in, in some, uh, and had an opportunity in 2015 when the board decided to go in a different direction, uh, trusted me to move into this position. And listen, when you're, when you're the internal lobbyist and, and doing government affairs, 
your skill set is pretty narrow. You're great with people. You understand policy. Uh, the, the broader reach of managing an association of this size and scope was a learn-on-the-job type opportunity starting in late 2015. Uh, but it's been uh, it's been fantastic. I. I really, really love working for the members of this association. There's so many of them that are small, build themselves up from the boot, from their bootstraps, uh, operators, and this is their life. Their blood, sweat, and tears go into it every day. And so when we get to help them, educate them, and and be a voice for them every day, that's it. For to me, quite sincerely, feels like an honor. So it's it's been fantastic. And my dad was a small business owner, still is. Uh, to this day, so you know, growing up with that ethos was was important, uh, and, and I try to bring that to, to this job every day uh, as well. And I think we've we've done some fun things in the last few years, building out a Detroit specific chapter because that restaurant community grew and thrived in the last five to seven years. Obviously, pre-COVID, we've had some challenges in the last year and a half, but uh, that Detroit restaurant scene grew, and, and for us to have a presence down there specifically with the chapter was great. We, we, we like to think we represent the broader hospitality industry now by and merged right. with the Statewide Lodging Association in 2019. Uh, and so we are now the MRLA. That L is very important to what we do now uh, as well. And so that, that's, you know, building that, that new infrastructure out is, is a big part of my day to day as well. You know, it's, it's, uh, you were talking about learning on the job, right? But they say the only alternative to learning on the job is not learning on the job. So, <laughs> so we're really glad you're learning on the job. I think we're still learning every day, right? And yeah. so, uh, so um, you know, as, when you think about all the changes that have happened in, in the industry, um, even if you go before the pandemic, right, and the things that were happening, you know, there was burgeoning success in lots of communities, and, and most communities rate their value in part by the quality of the places people can go in terms of both lodging and restaurants, right? I mean, you want to have good places to go, and, and then everything changes, right? You have this whole uh, Grubhub and DoorDash reality and, and rules about how many people can sit and, and rules about how you have to clean things differently. And I know food banks went through this. It's something that we have in common with you. But what would you say is, you know, kind of your take on now living through this and getting to this new place on, well, how, how are you managing? It's, it's been an interesting and, and at times challenging uh, year and a half going on two years at this point for this industry because you're right, going into 2019, we were really, this industry was at its apex, growing, still growing, uh, wondering when we were going to hit that saturation point but hadn't hit it yet. Uh, high tide in terms of employment in this industry, in terms of locations of restaurants in the industry and our tourism industry, thanks to, thanks to Pure Michigan and, and a mm -hmm. lot of great uh, resorts across Michigan was thriving as well. It was... Uh, it was a peak period of time, so we, we, we came with a hard fall very fast. It was challenging. I mean, for restaurants, they ended up being closed down for 159 days. No, no dining indoors wow. at all for 159 days. And for some, you can pivot to, to delivery pretty quickly because it was part of who you were. For a lot of others, it was not, and that was a, and that was a real challenge. How do you stay relevant? How do you stay solvent? Uh, when you have no ability to do what you do best, which is serving people in person every single day. Uh, and, and you're right, it was a challenge. We, we were blessed to be able to, to lead the Economic Recovery Council with the governor's, uh, with the governor's overarching council and, and focusing on restaurant and hotel. So we got to help shape the guidance 
uh, mm-hmm. on, on what, what safety was going to look like uh, for this industry, and that was a big deal uh, for us. But it's a challenging time. We lost over 3,000 restaurants uh, wow. that closed their doors for good during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of hotels uh, are still, frankly, in arrears. Uh, the banks maybe didn't quite want those hotels back at the, in their current situation, so allowed a little more flexibility. Uh, but we're still playing catch up as an industry. I think the demand is there. People want to go back to restaurants and, sh- and it shows that they are. Uh, and traveling as well. Mackinac mm-hmm. Island had a record year this year, right? Uh, but right. it is an industry that is still beset with a lot of challenges uh, as, as our entire economy globally, not just here in Michigan and not just limited to this industry, is trying to figure out how to uh, manage a supply chain where there's an awful lot of demand and not quite enough supply yet. Hey, guys, let's take a quick break here. Uh, We've got a really cool announcement on the other side of this. We want, Justin, we want you to continue to kind of frame this up about what the industry's been through in the last year, year and a half, as it continues to uh, come through this public health crisis. Uh, Then I have an exciting announcement about what's what's kind of a partnership between the MRLA and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. He's Justin Winslow. He's the president and CEO for the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. We're all three back in just a minute. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us. Justin Winslow, the president and CEO for the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association. Jerry Brisson and me, Dr. Phil Knight. We're here together. And uh, Justin, I want you to pick it up kind of where we left off at the last segment because you're kind of framing this up for us before we get to our big announcement um, about what the industry, both restaurant and lodging. And by the way, you said that that you guys joined in 2019. But when you did when you joined in 2019, that is the lodging association and the restaurant association. Did you look back and go, wow, we should have done this a long time ago. It just makes sense. I tell you what, those are discussions that were had between the two organizations going back into the early 80s. So it was, we were, we were happy we, we were uh, able to see that get across the finish line. There were just too many people on the restaurant and hotel side that said, we need a, a broader, bigger voice for the whole hospitality mm-hmm. industry and we'll be stronger together. And I think it's worked out that way. Although, man, it's been a heavy couple of years since that merger. For wow, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great timing. Well, you know, I just look back on some of the innovations we're doing in our work. Uh, with healthcare, education, and different aspects of the community. Uh, and I go, wow, well, why weren't we doing that like 25 years ago? And then I think, you know, well, it took us 100 years to put wheels on a suitcase. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I guess these things just take time. <laughs> and, uh, and then the right time comes, and then it happens. So um, it's great to have you with us. Go ahead and share with us a little bit more, if you would, about kind of the, the state of the, of the industry for, for Michigan restaurants and lodging. Uh, where are we at? Because, you know, we've, we've noticed that as we've gone through the pandemic, we've had a lot of people come to us. And it's seemingly they came to us for the first time in order to receive food assistance and uh, emergency food. And so we're just wondering, what, what's the state? What have you been through? And, and kind of where are you at today? 
Well, listen, I mean, just let me let me say God bless uh, whatever what Gleaners and so many of the other councils across the state have done, because when, when things were at their darkest for this industry and for, frankly, a lot of us in spring of 2020, more than 80 percent of the employees working in restaurants and hotels had been laid off. No one was traveling to hotels and restaurants were closed for indoor dining. So hundreds of thousands of people immediately became unemployed in this industry and, and needed uh, the type of services that were available uh, and, and you guys were able to make available to them. And in many instances, you helped save lives. You know, we were proud of what we were to do, what we were able to do in, in the employee relief fund and providing a little bit of limited financial relief uh, and partnering with the state, totaling to about $15 million. That was a real source of pride for, for us at this place, but with, at this association. But without the kind of work you guys uh, have, have done and, and did in spades last year, I think it would have been an even darker, even harder period, frankly, for so many of those who worked in this industry who had nowhere to turn. Right. It's nice of you to say that, and, and we certainly felt it out there uh, as we were serving the community. I think it's important, though, to say to our listeners who've supported us in this that we absolutely could not have done it without their support, too. The whole community stepped up. The state of Michigan stepped up. The United Way stepped up. The philanthropic community stepped up. And that's what enabled us to do what we could do to make a difference at that time. And... And it's easy to forget all of the things that go on behind the scenes during the crisis. And I know that the work that you did to look at how you could help the industry recover, how you could get people back to work, what you needed to lobby for to make that possible, just continuing to communicate with, even when you think about how do you make it safe to open the restaurants again and to be in front of people making that case you know we we talk about lobbying sometimes as if it's a necessary evil but it's a necessary good and mm -hmm. and you know for us in the in the emergency food business getting people back to work was one of the most important things that needed to happen so true. And, and this industry started to, to find its path back out of that early in the spring. Uh, you know, I think we, the first shutdown was certainly everyone in it together. And it was it, we all came through it and it was uh, we, we got through it. The second shutdown, I think, sent some people away from this industry for good, seeking other opportunities because this industry felt uh, maybe not as stable as it was before. But we came into the spring. By June 22nd, we had the elimination of all uh, uh, regulations and restrictions and occupancy restrictions all removed and and kicked into high gear and man did it kick into high gear it's like going zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds because people <laughs> came back real fast and we were blessed with a really great weather summer so people were dining outdoors uh, as often as they possibly could people were flooding back into this industry to work uh, we are still about 80,000 fewer people working in this industry restaurants and hotels now than were uh, before uh, the pandemic, but it's it's you know we're on a pathway back. There are some short-term challenges uh, dealing with inflation and commodities, and how uh, the inability to find uh, enough workers to meet that demand, frankly, and, and and the really quickly rising price of some of these these food items are, are impacting uh, how the industry is is operating right now. But you know we, we are back and we are open, and those are positive trend lines here for the industry for sure. So I want to just. Uh uh, you know, highlight one point here. How many people went out of work when at the very beginning of COVID? How what was that number? Uh, Eighty percent of the of the people working in this industry were uh, were laid off or furloughed. 
And so you can honestly say that the majority of people have come back. It might be a Correct. bare majority. There's still people out of work. But the reason I'm making that point is because one of the things that people talk about a lot is that people aren't willing to work. And it's hmm. just not true. A lot of people are more than willing to work, right? Now, there's issues. There's labor issues. There's things we have to contend with. There's problems. But, you know, one of the stories that we tell is most of the people who come for help are working. And they're just not making enough to make ends meet, right? And people want to work, and they're willing to work, and we got to make sure we have the environment for them that, that makes sense for them to come back to work. We've talked about the benefits cliff quite a few times and how that affects people, particularly in your industry. And so I just want to highlight the point. People are coming back to work. They want to come back to work, even though we still have challenges. Yeah, I think that that's right. Uh, and this industry is is unique. It has its challenges, but for those who work in this industry, they have a lot of passion. They love the idea of hospitality, bringing some joy uh, to someone's day, whether it's through travel or, or, or through a great meal with their friends and family. Uh, so those who are there are doing a fantastic job. They, they're maybe a little burnt out at the moment, but they're, uh, they're a fantastic asset. Yeah. Well, it is true. And I, I think if you look at the, I, I don't want to go off, chase this rabbit too far, but if you look at the unemployment rate, both nationally and here in Michigan, you can see that we're not far off from where we were pre-pandemic. So there's other issues besides the continuation of unemployment benefits. There are other challenges that, that people are facing as they uh, are finding their way back into the economy as it reengages. So that's probably another show for another time. <laughs> but uh, but I just had to, I wanted to chase that rabbit and catch it just a little bit there. Um, so let's let's maybe shift just a little bit, guys, to a pretty special announcement as we close out this segment, and then we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. Um, Justin, you have uh, defined for us reality. Um, about your industry, the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association, and uh, the difficulty that the entire industry has had. 30 years ago, the Food Bank Council uh, started a, a program, a campaign, if you will, called the Michigan Harvest Gathering. We're going to tell that story a little later in the show about who's responsible for that. We've got great partners, Consumers Energy, Michigan Hospital Association, Kroger, all come alongside of us every year. And this year, the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association is coming alongside of us for a pretty special um, campaign. And that, that campaign is called the Add a Meal Challenge. And when you think about the hardship that the industry in restaurant and lodging has gone through, it's amazing to me that the people that you represent have said, you know what, we want to be one of the first ones to give back. And they're coming alongside of the Food Bank Council for what we call the Add a Meal Challenge. And we're encouraging everyone to go out to lunch between uh, November the 1st and the 12th at some of the participating restaurants that are members of MRLA and, and take a friend to lunch and round up their lunch bill and every dollar they add to their bill creates five meals for our food banks. So we got, I, I can't believe that you guys are doing this with us and I'm, I'm humbled and excited at the same time. 
Well, this is such a great opportunity. It's such a the Michigan Harvest Gathering is has been uh, well known around Lansing for a long time. To be able to be a part of it and, and, and in a way that supports this industry, uh, it's just a great opportunity. And I thank you for for giving us that opportunity. Well, we want to pick this up on the other side and uh, talk about it a little bit more. I know Jerry's going to have a couple of things to say about it. He's Justin Winslow. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight. Come back and be with us. We'll be right here. Food first, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. We're excited you're with us today. Thanks for joining Jerry Brisson and me, Dr. Phil Knight. Our guest, Justin Winslow, the president and CEO for the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association. And our partner in the Michigan Harvest Gathering with the kickoff event, the Add a Meal Challenge, November the 1st through November the 12th, where you can take someone out to lunch and really take a bite out of hunger. (laughs) <laughs> I like that, doctor. I like that. I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen that slogan before, but I I embrace it. Um, and I also think you know it's so important emotionally for us to to be getting back together safely, of course. But but um, you know we've all missed each other, and uh, and so to 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 highlight two really important things: supporting our restaurant industry. At a time when they're when they're back and they're and they want to stay back and they want to be successful, but also supporting the fact that there's a lot of people who are still struggling with the uh, effects of the pandemic and and who need extra help. And so putting those two things together to provide real economic value to the community in two significant ways: supporting the restaurants, but but supporting households that still need help. I I, I love the idea, and and I know there's going to be a way for people to find out. Uh, how they can get to a restaurant that's helping with this challenge. Do we have that website up and running? We do, and it's called feedmichigan.org. Feedmichigan.org. All right, easy to remember. Yeah. And I, I think I might even be able to remember it. It's possible. We'll quiz you later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I thanks for that. I think that summation is really good, Jerry. I mean, but again, I, I just want to emphasize to Justin my deep appreciation that here you represent a, an industry that was perhaps one of the the hardest, if certainly one of the hardest hit during this public health crisis, and you stood in the gap for your members and the and the families that they represent so well, and now to have you and the association and your members turn and say, you know what, yeah, it has been tough, but we're back, we're coming back, and we want to give back. Well, it's a resilient industry, and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's used to, to being challenged and battling its way back, uh, and, and, and it's an industry full of survivors, so uh, we appreciate this. It's such a win-win opportunity, and, and hopefully great for our customers as well to get out there and just have a great meal. That's what we do best here on the restaurant side of the world, so feedmichigan.org will, will have a list. I know I'm tasked between now and then making sure we have as many of our uh, restaurant members uh, across the state of Michigan uh, participating as possible. 
So we'll make sure to plug it again, right? As we as we do these shows, and I know our listeners are going to want to support this, and so we'll make sure to keep it top of mind in, in, in all of our work because, again, it's, you know, we talk about how hunger is going to be solved. How do we have a food-secure community? And one of the pillars of that is partnerships. It's going to take partnerships, partnerships with people who believe this problem can be solved and who are willing to put their hand on the plow to keep us moving forward. And I'm, you know, again, I think this is this is a way, right? It's a way, it's so smart. It's, uh, you know, and I didn't think of this, so this isn't self-aggrandizing. Somebody else was really, really smart. Uh, I have to say, I take advantage of that as often as I can. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, this makes so much sense. It does make a lot of sense. I mean, I think it's a, a way to, for uh, Michigan Harvest Gathering to be, it's, you know, it's been around for 30 years. It's, it's done some great work. And now for it to take on a new uh, aspect, uh, breathe new life into it. And uh, for uh, the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association, who's been, uh, uh, you know, devastated during the last 18 months or so uh, to be the first one to raise their hand and say we want to we want to partner we want to give back and uh, I just think that this it's it's a really cool story and I think the results are going to be good but it will only happen Justin and you I think you agree with me uh, it'll only be successful to the degree that people go out to lunch so right. you know the, the the bar association, the real estate association, the CPA association, you know every everybody that's back to work, and even if you're working from home, uh, you know I live in Fenton. We have great restaurants here. We've got the newest Andiamo. We've got Chow. We've got the Laundry. Geez, you know guys, we even have a speakeasy here. Should I talk about that? I don't know. Would that be, would that like, we're a really cool town to go out to eat in. And um, so I just think if people will come alongside of us, Justin, you and I, as we kick this thing off, then I think that it can have a tremendous impact both in the industry and also, as Jerry says, for families who are still struggling. I think it's perfect. And listen, don't let me limit them, Dr. Knight. If they want to make it out to dinner, maybe even a breakfast, if you want to get out for brunch, we'll support the cause all day long. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want, we don't want to put limits on anybody, but, uh, you know, if you, every dollar that you donate, that you round up on your bill, creates five meals for the food banks that we're able to distribute across the entire state. So it's pretty cool, and uh, you know we, we like to think that uh, food banks are a really good investment, and we know that the restaurant, Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association, is right alongside of us on that return of investment. Absolutely, uh, every every day this year, and, and for any any years in the future, you want us, Doctor Knight. I, I it's going to be fun together, Jerry. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking about. Yeah, I, I mean, I usually eat three meals a day, uh, particularly the days I don't have four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but really, honestly, you know, take a little time, uh, you know, take a friend, right? I mean, take someone you haven't seen in a while. You know, take a senior. 
I mean, honestly, you know, someone mm -hmm. who might not have been able to have contact with people for a while, you know, there's so many ways you can turn this into a, a wonderful act of emotional rejuvenation. And, and it's so important for us all right now to, to, to take care of ourselves that way. We've been through a, a unique, unusual, a historic challenge. And so acknowledging that we need each other and that, and that spending time at a meal is one of the traditional ways that we show each other value and that we re-engage in, in, in the trust relationships in our life. I mean, I, I think this is a really timely thing to be doing. So get out there, you know, go to lunch, stay to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like go, Have two I like lunches. <laughs> put, put that diet... Put that diet on hold. That's a, Jared, it's a great idea. Exactly. Get that fourth meal in. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent idea. Yeah. Go to breakfast, stay to dinner. That's right. <laughs> hey, Justin, thanks for being with us. He's Justin Winslow, the president and CEO for the Michigan Restaurant Lodging Association. And um, stay tuned to social media because Justin and I will be on there soon promoting the Add a Meal Challenge that kicks off the Michigan Harvest Gathering. Justin, thanks for being our guest today. But most of all, thanks for being our partner. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Jerry and I are back to wrap up this show in just a moment. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. It's one of my favorite shows, Jerry, because, you know, it, it just goes to prove what you've said often on this show that there are lots of smart people who really care about this issue of food insecurity and want to come alongside of us. And Justin Winslow and the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association is a prime example of that. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I want to say I, I, I'm very touched in so many ways by this, by this opportunity, this, this uh, you know, meal challenge that we've got going for, for all the reasons we talked about. But it's so important to be getting back together and to see each other and to spend time together and to reignite the relationships that have been maybe a little bit harder to get to. I mean, this is the time for this. It's safe. You know, there's so many people vaccinated. There's so many people taking precautions. We know how to behave in this time. And let's get out and see each other. Let, and, and while we're doing it, let's fight hunger. Let, you know what I mean? Let's, let's feed hungry kids. Let's, you know, let's take care of each other in so many ways. I, I just really feel good about this effort. Thanks. I'm glad you do, Jerry. That means a lot to all of us at the Food Bank Council and your leadership as our, the president of our board and, and all of the food bankers. That's why we're here. We want to support the work, the mission that we have together. And this is an opportunity, something new. We haven't done it before. Uh, and a great partner in the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association that's come alongside of us. So, you know, you can, you can find out more about this if you went to feedmichigan.org. And what you'll find there is a list of restaurants that are participating uh, as the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association is working with their members and uh, all the intricacies that they have to do, kind of the behind-the-scenes things that I don't understand, like with their point-of-sale system and how do they add this, you know, donation line to your, your receipt at the restaurant restaurant. Uh, all of that details, they're working out. We appreciate that. And uh, every dollar that you round up from your meal e equals five meals for our food banks to be able to distribute to needy families across the state. 
Yeah, and if you go to the website and, and your favorite restaurant isn't on the list, I am sure there's a way to help them get involved. So uh, so feedmichigan.org, there's, there's email addresses there that you can contact. There's phone numbers you can call. Uh, if your favorite restaurant is not on the list, let's get them. Let's get them on the list. Absolutely. You know, uh, we, and I, I just, you know, just, again, want to emphasize the, the giving nature of this industry. Uh, probably, as I said in the show, one of the most devastated industries because of the public health crisis, but one of the first ones to raise their hand and say, we want to help. And I remember you telling stories about people who were coming through the line, the distribution lines, and they were saying they were here for the first time. They didn't know what to expect. And when they saw the quality of food and they saw the, the care that it was being distributed with, it really gave them a lot of hope and inspiration. Of course, that's what motivates us to keep doing what we do. It's the impact that we have on households and families. And, and you know, my dad used to say, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, uh, and our food banks really got going. And, uh, and we served a lot of people. But again, our listeners and our supporters and, and so many people stepped up with us to make that happen. So, uh, so this is another example of, of people stepping up uh, and, and really finding creative ways to make a difference. Well, I think the uh, Add a Meal Challenge that kicks off the Michigan Harvest Gathering is definitely a unique way uh, to get involved in this work and uh, add value to it. And again, you can find all the information you need at feedmichigan.org. Jerry, time for a little food for thought. The only things that are for sure are death and taxes. But there is one other thing that is an absolute, and that is change. It is for certain, and it is for sure, that things will change. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Sometimes because circumstances change and sometimes because we won't change. The challenge we have as leaders is to create positive change every time change occurs. The Michigan Harvest Gathering was started 30 years ago at a young married couple's kitchen table. They decided to do something about people struggling with not enough access to food or the means to purchase it. That young couple was Bill and Cynthia Schutte and their impact lives on through the Michigan Harvest Gathering that once again allows unity to foster around a societal challenge that is singularly nonpartisan: food insecurity. Hungry kids and seniors is not normal, acceptable, but it is the result of mankind's lack of planning, care, and will to correct. Let that not be true of us. Let our generation be the one that puts and keeps food first, folks. Food First. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.